0: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. <laughs>
2: Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecclebarger. If you're sleepy, this'll wake you up. Here come the Bickersons, starring Donna Amici, Francis Langford, and Danny Thomas. This is the 18th episode in the series, and it is entitled The Bachelor Party. It originally aired on April 13th, 1947. From Hollywood, it's dream time.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, the makers of Dream Shampoo are pleased to present the Dream Show, produced by Carlton Alsop and starring Donna Meachie. Let me sleep, will you, please, Blanche? Danny Thomas. It's a free country. I'm a citizen. And Francis Langford singing. I know
1: that you know that I.
4: You how much I long to hold you in my arms. This time is my time
1: to me be my time. And in the starlight, hold me time with one more little kiss. And
3: Never, no, never before Dream could any shampoo reveal all the natural brilliance of your hair. Never before Dreen could any shampoo leave your hair so lustrous yet so easy to manage. Dream your hair and you bring out all its sparkling highlights. Dream your hair and you glamorize all its soft, thrilling texture. Dream your hair and you remove all luster dulling soap film and unsightly dandruff. And what's more, Dream's rich whipped cream leather leaves your hair easier to set. Easier to curl, easier to arrange right after shampooing. Yes, for lovely lustrous hair for all types of hair, use Dream Shampoo. D R E N E Dream Shampoo in the familiar blue and yellow package. Remember that your hair can have that dazzling sheen the very first time that you use Dream. And here is your host for the evening, Don Amici. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and good evening. Francis, I was really touched by the surprise party you gave me last night.
4: I enjoyed it more than you did, Don. Your picture, Alexander's Ragtime Band, is so delightful that when it was reissued, I thought it would be a cute idea to have a reunion of the original cast and our mutual friends.
3: Yeah, it would have been a perfect evening if Danny Thomas hadn't cut in every time you and I were dancing.
4: Well, that's permissible.
3: Well, it may be, but I hate to dance with a man. (laughs) He always gets me into silly situations.
4: Oh, that's just his idea of a little joke. Actually, I think Danny is one of your most ardent admirers Well, that may be so, but Oh, hello, everybody Danny! Danny Thomas!
5: (laughs) Hey, Don, I just came back from Grauman's Chinese Where they're showing Alexander's ragtime band And boy, am I glad I went You are? Oh, I sure am The candy machine had Hershey
1: bars
3: (laughs) You're supposed to be a friend of mine And you think a Hershey bar is more important than my picture
5: Oh, not ordinarily, but these Hershey's had nuts in them you see, Francis, how he gets me into these silly conversations? Oh, gee, Don, don't be angry. I'm just kidding. I, I'm exaggerating.
3: Yeah, that's it. You're always exaggerating. I'm only human. There you go, exaggerating again.
4: <laughs> oh, boys, you're always acting so antagonistic. Why don't you try saying nice things to each other? It's okay with me, Francis. In fact, Don, you know I really like you.
5: You're so brilliant. You're so meticulous. You're so talented. What am I? You're so right. <laughs> You might say something nice about me, Don You know, I'm in pictures too now And it impresses plenty of people Especially women
1: mm.
5: Well, I can prove it to you Just watch Does, uh, any young lady in the audience Care to come up and kiss me?
1: <laughs>
5: any, uh, middle-aged lady Like to come up and kiss me? Any old lady? Any old man? <laughs> Must be fate. I just have no luck with women. Danny,
4: that doesn't prove a thing. There's a time and place for romance.
5: Ah, nothing works with me. I don't know.
4: That's negative thinking. Now, you just made a picture of the unfinished dance. Didn't you and Karen Booth do any scenes together?
5: Well, there there was one scene when we were alone on the roof, and I I slipped my arm around her waist. Then what did you do? I guessed her weight.
3: (laughs) You know, Danny, I hate to constantly criticize you, but I, I don't think you're the type to play a lover in pictures. I'm not.
4: Don't let Don worry you, Danny. Where there's life, there's hope. That's got me worried too, where there's hope they don't need Thomas. <laughs> on second
5: thought, maybe I shouldn't be so pessimistic. You know, Don, I have an uncle who wanted to be an actor and he took dramatic lessons for ten years. And after all those years, he decided he had no talent at all. And he quit? Oh no, it was too late. By that time he was a big star. <laughs>
1: I
4: still have confidence in you, Danny. There's a part in my next picture that I'd like to see you get. Did you ever play the part of a gay deceiver? A what? A gay deceiver? You know, a man who leads a woman on and leaves her in the dark? Oh, that's
3: an usher. (laughs) (laughs) Danny, I never saw mine work as
5: peculiarly as yours. There's nothing peculiar about it. I just say whatever comes into my head.
3: You have a point there.
1: What
5: do you mean?
3: Well, I think that the theater isn't ready for you yet. Oh,
5: you're wrong, Don. The theater's in my blood. You'll have to prove that to me. Well, go on. Punch me in the nose and I'll bleed a
3: little Shakespeare for you. (laughs) Ah, what's the use? Danny, it took me years to learn to become an actor, and I honor you by talking about something you'll never have the capacity to understand. Oh, I appreciate it. I'm not finished yet. If I ever again find myself discussing the theater with you, I'll punish myself by going to the darkest regions of Africa finding the most vicious tribe of headhunters and have them shrink my head until it's the size of yours. Yeah, but... Let's go, Francis. But, Don... That's all I have to say. Yeah, but wait a minute, Don.
5: How do you like that? I mean, one day you're putting your footprints in a cement of Grauman's Chinese and the next day you're mixing it.
1: <laughs> the
5: way he belittles me. I mean, anybody with half an eye can see I'm a greater talent than he is. Only thing is, where are ever going to find somebody with half an eye? <laughs> He ridicules my head You have a point there He said to me I should have said There's a reason for it When I was six months old My father was hauling me Upside down And dropped me Into an ice cream cone I should have said (laughs)
1: That's true That's why One of
5: my eyes are red And the other one's green (laughs) Tootie (laughs) fruity You'll never get anywhere In pictures He says to me I should have said Oh no When my first picture Was previewed at the Fox Theater The line stretched All the way to the Paramount I should have said Come to think of it, that's the way they were facing. <laughs> ah, so. Well. Those things happen. No, right there. I could be a bigger actor than Amici. I could even be a director or a producer. Sure, why not? It's a free country. I'm a citizen. I can just see me now running a studio. Stop the strip. Tear up the camera. You're doing everything wrong. <laughs> Let's have a conference. Do you think I'm a genius, men? Yes, yes. yes. I'd like to hear that once again. Yes,
1: yes. yes.
5: Some producers hire yes men, but I'm too big for that, am I not? Yes. Is there any producer around who has more talent or brains than I've got? Yes. You're fired. Yes. You're hired. Yes. I'm tired. Yes. Ah, shut up. (laughs) I'm Metro-Goldwyn-Thomas. I'm right there on the ball. My sagas are great epics every time I prove that I'm emphatic in matters cinematic I don't know what that means but I love the rhyme I'm Metro-Goldwyn-Thomas I startle one and all with pictures such as no one's ever seen I innovate new factors I don't use talking actors Instead the words are printed on the screen And when I make my western, Cassidy won't hop along. Roy Rogers will neigh while eating his hay, and the horse will sing the song. (laughs) What do you know, my favorite song, Zippity-Doodle. Metro-Goldwyn-Thomas has a million thrills in store. For instance, here's a picture that I promise I'll ignore. <laughs> I Please, the judge, Juana, no putting my boy Giuseppe at the jail for her life as a please.
1: <laughs> Giuseppe
5: is a good kid. Always helps his mama wash the dishes. And every night they practice on the violin and the music. The music is so pretty, like the birds are singing. Please, to He's my only boy, and we need him to work for us in the groceries.
3: If he's such a good boy, why did he hijack a truck with 800 pounds of beef? Maybe he was hungry.
5: (laughs) MGT Productions will be talked and raved about because I take an oath that I'll include this picture out. You better put down that gun, Lefty. You haven't got a chance.
1: Come on down
5: off the roof
3: Yeah, well, come and get me
5: Okay, Lefty, here I come I'm warning you, Steve, I'll drill you Remember, Lefty, I'm your brother You're my brother, but you're
3: a copper, see, I hate coppers Now stand back or I'll drill you Lefty
5: Lefty, I tried to help you, but you turned bad It's time you paid for it (laughs) But for Mom's sake, I'm gonna let you take a couple of shots first
3: Okay, you ask for it. Why don't you shoot back, copper?
5: I can't see you. You just shot off both my ears and my hat fell over my eyes. My next production will reveal a great surprise to you. You have my word that here's
4: another scene I'll never do. nice out here on the fire escape, isn't it, Danny?
5: Yeah, I guess so.
4: Doesn't this spring night mean anything to you? Don't you know the birds are singing just for us?
5: Francis, when a
4: fella makes $18 a week, he can't
5: afford to listen to nature.
4: (laughs) Look into my eyes and tell me that. Stop it. Stop it, Francis. Why do you torment me
5: like that? Don't you know how I really feel? Sometimes my lips dream that they're kissing yours. Then that nasty little voice in my head says she's pretty, Danny. And sweet and kind, why don't you buy her a diamond ring? You make $18 a week. And don't let her get down on her knees and scrub the floor till her knuckles bleed. Hire a maid, you make $18 a week. And the voice in my head chuckles. The chuckle becomes a laugh. The laugh becomes a roar and my brain
4: explodes. Danny, you're tearing my heart to pieces. Why do you do this to me? Are you blind, Francis? Can't you see what I'm trying to prove? What? What are you trying to prove? That I'm a better actor than
5: Amici. (laughs) That's
3: a preview
5: of scenes that you'll never see. Produced by MGT.
3: Not 50, not 75, but 100%. Yes, Dream Shampoo reveals 100% of the natural beauty of your hair. All its sparkle, all its dazzling brilliance, all its natural sheen. Yes, your hair can have that dazzling sheen the very first time that you use Dream. True. You see, Dream is not a soap shampoo. Leaves no dull film, as all soaps do. And listen, Dream doesn't dry out your hair. Instead, Dream’s richer whipped cream leather leaves your hair easier to set, easier to curl, easier to arrange, right after shampooing. So for all types of hair, dry, normal, or oily, use Dream shampoo. Get it at all drug department or 10cent stores in the familiar blue and yellow package. Or ask your beauty shop to use Dream. Don’t forget. Never before Dream could any shampoo leave your hair so lustrous, Yet so easy to manage. Yes, your hair can have that dazzling sheen the very first time that you use dream. And now our lovely dream girl Frances Langford joins Carmen Dragon and his orchestra to sing, Would You Believe Me?
1: just want to assemble Each time you speak Your smile can make me tremble
3: And now, Don Amici and Francis Langford as John and Blanche Bickerson in The Honeymoon Is Over, written by Phil Rapp. The Bickersons have retired. Three o'clock in the morning finds Mrs. Bickerson wide awake and anxious as poor husband John, victim of a progressive insomnia or Farclay syndrome, a condition which causes the patient to awaken abruptly every two or three days gives audible proof of his dread affliction. Listen. Mm -hmm.
4: I'll
1: die. I've tried everything.
4: Uh, They say if you whistle in a monotone, maybe that'll work. (laughs)
3: Wake up! What's the matter? Turn over to your side. You're whistling.
4: <laughs> I know I'm whistling. It's the only way I can stop you from snoring.
3: No, it's just your imagination. I never snore. Go to sleep. Mm.
4: <laughs> John,
3: Mm
4: -hmm. don't take it too lightly, John Dickerson. It's habits like that that wrecks more homes than drinking.
3: It doesn't wreck my drinking.
4: (laughs) Nothing could wreck your drinking. Is it any wonder we can't afford even the bare necessities of life when you squander every penny on that stuff?
3: I never squander anything.
4: I was cleaning up yesterday, and I found an empty bourbon bottle in the laundry hamper. What about it? I found another empty bottle under the icebox and two more empty bottles in the chandelier. That's where your money goes, isn't it?
3: It is not. I never bought an empty bottle in my life.
4: I worked like a slave to save a dollar. Never a word of gratitude. I spend half my life cooking your meals, and what do I get for it? Nothing.
3: You're lucky. I get indigestion.
4: That's right. Complain about my cooking.
3: Oh, I eat everything you give me.
4: You didn't touch the rhubarb pie I made.
3: It didn't look good. I hate rhubarb anyway. I hate all desserts, and you know it. Why don't you quit wasting your time making them?
4: The minute I stop making desserts, you'll start asking for them. I know you, John. You're just the most contrary Blank, person that will ever... you
3: please stop talking? No. Why not?
4: Because if I stop talking, I'll fall asleep, and then you'll start snoring and get me up, so the only way I can get any sleep at all is to stay awake all night.
3: Now, go figure that one out.
4: Besides... I'm too sick to sleep. Uh Uh-oh. I don't think I'll live through the night. I'm in such terrible pain.
3: What's the matter now?
4: I've got neuralgia or something. The pain starts in my temple and goes down my face, and it jabs like a needle. Then I get dizzy, and I feel as though I'm going to fade away.
3: You say it, but you won't do it. (laughs)
4: Why don't you do something for me and end my misery. I told you I'm dying.
3: Okay, put on the lights.
4: The lights are on. Take off your sleep shade. Oh. Well,
3: where do you keep your stockings?
4: Stockings? What do you want my stockings for?
3: You want me to end your misery, don't you?
4: <laughs> Give me a stocking. John, you're going to strangle me.
3: Oh, I'm not going to strangle you.
4: Then what do you want my stocking for?
3: I'm going to soak it in bourbon. It's the finest remedy in the world.
4: John Dickerson, you're not going to tie any bourbon-soaked stocking around my face.
3: You don't tie it, you chew it slowly. (laughs) You start at the toe and gradually work your way up to the top.
4: Is that supposed to put me to sleep? No,
3: but it'll make a pleasure to stay awake. (laughs) Where's the bourbon?
4: I don't want it. I don't want you trying out those insane remedies on me.
3: All right, then suffer. Put out the lights.
4: How can anybody be so unfeeling?
3: Well, I'm sleepy and it's after three o'clock You won't let me help you You just want to keep me awake, don't you? Why don't you admit it? I'm sick Well, chew a stocking
4: (laughs) You wouldn't tell Gloria Gooseby that you were stocking Oh,
3: now, don't start with Gloria Gooseby
4: Believe me, that woman knows how to get sympathy and attention
3: Blanche, can't I spend one day of my life without Gloria Gooseby?
4: Is that where you've been spending your days?
3: (laughs) I forbid you to ever mention that woman's name again as long as you live Do you hear me? And you know where I am every minute of my life.
4: What time did you get in tonight?
3: I got in at 2 o'clock. I went to a bachelor dinner given for your broken-down brother Amos who's going to get married tomorrow. We went all through this when I got home, didn't we?
4: You didn't tell me what happened at the bachelor dinner.
3: Nothing happened. Just a lot of men smoking and swapping stories. No women? No women.
4: How'd you get the lipstick on your collar?
3: It isn't lipstick, it's blood. I cut myself shaving tonight.
4: You didn't shave tonight.
3: Well, then I cut it yesterday.
4: <laughs> you put on a clean shirt before you left. How'd the blood get on that?
3: I'm a slow bleeder. <laughs> <laughs> but what are you driving at, Blanche?
4: Don't act so innocent. I know all about these bachelor dinners. Don't tell me there were only bachelors there.
3: There were all married men and only one bachelor, your brother Amos. No women? No women. Hmm. If you knew all about bachelor's dinners, why didn't you you make a party for him right
4: here in your own house? Because I'm not entertaining this season.
3: You're never entertaining.
4: Maybe I'm not. Not as much as those dancers at bachelor dinners. Nobody
3: danced! All we did was give a word of advice to a young man about to get married.
4: What was your word of advice? Don't! (laughs) Sure. That's just like you to discourage my poor brother before he gets married. He's got a lovely girl, and he's a wonderful boy. They'll get along beautifully. What right did you have to discourage him? Oh,
3: I didn't discourage him. Everybody kidded him.
4: You hate being married, don't you?
3: No, I don't hate it.
4: You don't like it.
3: I wouldn't say that.
4: (laughs) Why not, John?
3: It'll only start another argument. (laughs) Why don't you let me sleep, Blanche? I have to get up
4: so early in the morning. We'd be much happier if you'd talk to me more. Mel Shaw tells Louise everything that happens.
3: Oh, what of it? I tell you lots of things that never happen at all. (laughs)
4: You never convinced me You just sat around tonight Smoking and telling stories
3: I swear that's all there was to it, Blanche Except after the speeches were over Amos awarded a high silk hat To any man who could get up And say he never kissed any woman Except his wife since they were married Mel Shaw won it
4: Why didn't you stand up?
3: Oh, Blanche, you know I look like the devil In a high hat
4: I don't know, John You're certainly not the same man I married
3: Don't tell me there's a loophole
4: (laughs) See, that's exactly what I mean No matter how I try to be soft and pleasant to you You'll always say some sarcastic remark And start an argument again
3: Well, I'm just sleepy
4: When we were engaged, you were never sleepy All you wanted to do was hold my hand and stare at me Mm. You said I was on your mind every minute of the day and night You couldn't think of anything but me
3: Well, I married you, didn't I? What for? So I could forget you
4: (laughs) That's no lie Here you are running off every night to smokers and bachelor dinners Leave me here all alone with no friends Oh,
3: I never leave you alone Let me
4: spend the rest of my days in solitude Growing old and feeble Nobody to give me any food and no strength to walk to the kitchen Blanche Why don't you get me a wheelchair, John?
3: <laughs> Why don't you stop getting hysterical And set aside of ten seconds you made yourself ninety years old You're just trying to start something again
4: Nothing would ever start if you didn't snore like a steamboat <laughs>
3: Well, can I help it if I snore?
4: Yes, you can oh. Dr. Marvin says you snore on account of your windpipe yeah. You have a flaccid trachea and when you inhale, it flutters. Why don't you let him fix it?
3: Okay, I'll have it fixed next week.
4: You say it, but you won't do it. Let him fix it now. What? Go on, get up and let Dr. Marvin pull out your trachea.
3: Are you out of your mind? you think I'm gonna let that butcher bore holes
4: in my throat? He doesn't bore, he just inflates it with a needle. I don't
3: care if he blows it up with a bicycle pump. <laughs> Nobody's gonna fool around with my trachea. Boy, i never heard of such a thing Well, go sleep in
4: the kitchen All
3: right, I'll go sleep in the kitchen
4: And on your way, I want you to send a wire to Amos And tell him marriage is good for him Now,
3: wait a minute, Blanche I'm
4: warning you, John If you don't wire Amos this minute, I'll get my all right, thing All tonight. right, all right,
3: all right, all right I swear you can think of more things to keep Oh, my knee, oh
4: Put on the lights The lights are on Take off your sleep, Shane <laughs>
3: Sending wires at four o'clock in the morning to... Hello, Western Union. I want to send a wire to Amos Badger. Carry United Nations Pool Hall. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's where he lives.
4: Make it a nice telegram.
3: Say, dear Amos, congratulations on your forthcoming marriage. You're doing the wise and sensible thing and life will take on a new meaning for you. I only hope that you and your bride will be as happy as Blanche and I have been. I heartily recommend the serious step you're about to take. Uh, just a minute. You want to add anything, Blanche? Blanche. Mm. Hello? Say, P.S., Blanche just fell asleep. Stay single, you idiot. Signed, John. (laughs) Goodbye. This is Toby Reed reminding you, never before dream, yes, never before dream, could any shampoo reveal 100% of the natural luster of your hair. Listen next Sunday for another pleasant half hour with Don Amici, Danny Thomas, Francis Langford, Carmen Dragon, and his orchestra. And now here is Don Amici wishing you good days, good nights, and good luck until we meet again. Your dishes and oh how they shine, shine without wiping in half of the time and look bright, bright. So don't you get left, get DREFT. For dishes that shine even without wiping, get DREFT, the greatest dishwashing discovery in 2,000 years. DREFT, Procter Gamble's sudzing miracle makes even your nicest glassware sparkle like jewels, towel or no towel. Get DREFT in the bright green package. Remember, don't you get left, get DREFT. Danny Thomas appeared through the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of The Sea of Grass. Danny Thomas's songs were written by Jerry Seelen, with special music by Carmen Dragon. Why isn't there more soap? Well, because adequate supplies of soap, fabrics, medicines, and many products can't be made without more fats than are available today. That's why everyone is urged to save every drop of kitchen fats every day. The need is urgent, the reason sound, and dealers now pay more per pound. It's NBC, the national broadcasting company.
2: Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Monday for another episode of The Bickersons and check in on Wednesday for the next installment of The Bob Hope Show. Please go to our website, ClassicComedyOTR.com, and support our show by clicking on the Become a Patron button or the Donate button. We do have some really nice gifts to those who support our show, so you can check that out by clicking on that Patron button. Until next time, in the words of G.K. Chesterton, An adventure is only an inconvenience rightly considered. An inconvenience is only an adventure wrongly considered. Step into the world of power, loyalty,